Hey, it's Dan here from the Outdoor Ed School, and welcome to another Outdoor Ed School podcast, the podcast which is devoted to making Outdoor Ed easy and accessible for teachers like you. Like previous episodes, we are going to be discussing another team challenge, but unlike previous episodes, this team challenge can't be provided in your classroom. So you're going to need to lead your students to an open space like a mugger, playground, school field or school gymnasium. Once we're there, you're going to need to split your students into maximum size of teams of 10 and ideal size about teams of six. Once you've split them down into their teams, we need to organise a starting point. So if you've got a painted line on the floor, brilliant. If you're providing this on a school field and there isn't any markings, then you might need uh, to bring a piece of rope with you, a cone with you, or start an object like a uh, student's rucksack. This is going to be presented as a bit of a competition. So you want to be quite fair when you're setting up your starting points. Make sure that they are in a pretty much a straight line so there is no squabbling about who was starting slightly further along. Once you've got your teams lined up behind the starting point, you can then introduce this activity. So the activity name is called Stretch and the objective is in their teams they need to try and make a as long line as they possibly can. So they're going to try and stretch themselves out to make a line as long as they possibly can while still in contact with their starting point. There's obviously going to be a few rules to make this challenge a little bit harder. So rule number one is that your team needs to be in contact with the starting point the entire time. Whether that is direct contact, i.e. I've got my hand on the starting point, or whether that is linked contact, i.e. I'm holding the hand of a teammate who's touching the start point. It doesn't really matter as long as they have got a linked connection or direct connection to that starting point. At any point, if hands are broken, so hands are released, or someone takes their hand off the starting point, that entire team gets sent back to the starting point and they have to restart their entire line all over again. So that's rule number one, contact. Rule number two is that your students will only have five minutes to complete this challenge. So this does a couple of things. A, it nicely wraps up the timings of your session. You're stating to your students straight away, this is a five minute challenge, so we need to get a move on because we're not spending half an hour on on this challenge. It's just something to get your brains working, get your social skills developing. It's not not taking over a lesson. The second thing it's doing is it's adding another level of responsibility to your students. It's asking your students to manage their own time. So whether they've got a watch on themselves or whether they need to ask you for the time, it doesn't really matter, but they need to be aware and they need to be managing their own time as well as managing each other and cooperating with each other and trying to achieve the objective. So two very simple rules. There are a couple of ways that you can amend this activity. So the, the way I've just described is perfect for key stage one and key stage two. It's quick, it's five, ten minutes, loads of fun. You're looking at learning outcomes like leadership, collaboration, cooperation and support. You're also starting to introduce 
um, the learning cycle of plan, do, review and implement. It's sweet, it's fun and it's all in one big package. Perfect. But for key stage three and key stage four, this might be a little bit boring. So we can make it a little bit more of a competition by adding a few pieces of equipment. All you're going to need is some more markers. So ideally, you're going to have access to some cones and you'll set up the starting point with a cone for each team. Then about four or five meters in front of that cone, you're going to place another cone. That's going to be point number two. And then in front of point number two, you're going to put another cone. So point number three, and that's going to be eight meters away from point two. And then finally, point four is going to be 10 meters away from point three. So four cones in a line, all of them getting slightly bigger as you go along. And the aim of the game now is that for your students to connect the dots. So they're going to stretch and keep themselves connected and in a line until they touch the second dot. Let me be clear, they need to be in contact with both dots before they release contact with the first one. Then they're going to make their way over to the second dot and then so on and so forth. So they're always staying in contact with each other from the start all the way to the finish, but they are having to try and stretch themselves out further and further and further as they go along. And the reason for this is it's progressive challenge, which means at any point, if they break contact, you're not just sending them back to the dot they were at, you're sending them all the way back to the start. And you're getting them to start thinking through that plan to review and implement. And more importantly, the review and implement because the idea of this challenge is that you are setting them up not for fail, uh, fail as we normally use it. I like to think of fail as first attempt in learning. I love that phrase. I think it's brilliant because you are setting them up to fail, but only to get their brains working, to get their um, collaborative brains flowing. Uh, and get everyone working together and coming up with ideas and communicating with each other and you're fostering leadership skills and you're getting them to join in with a challenge which is going to progressively get harder and harder and harder, which is such a fantastic challenge to start the day off with. So this is brilliant for Key Stage 3, Key Stage 4. Not really appropriate for the Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 because it tends to get too frustrating for uh, that kind of age range of students. More than welcome to try it with them. I would recommend shortening the distance down and maybe being a little bit more lenient with the, the breaking of the line. Maybe if you break the line three seconds, uh, more than three seconds, then you go back. Uh, but if it's less than three seconds, it's okay. But you could be a little bit more strict with the key stage, free and key stage four students because you're trying to get them to stop, think, right, that plan didn't work. Why didn't it work? Okay, I've got an idea. Let's put it into, put it into action. So stretch, really simple challenge, uses little to no equipment, five to 10 minutes for you to be able to provide it. And it is filled with great learning outcomes. Uh, you've got the, the national curriculum outcomes, which is you're trying to challenge your students physically and intellectually. Um, so that would be kind of key stage 
Freaky stage four is what you're trying to do. That so that would be moving around, stretching them, put themselves into different positions. That would be challenging them physically, and the fact that it's progressive, you're challenging them intellectually as well. For the key stage one, there isn't a national curriculum learning outcome for outdoor ed, but there is talking about tactics. So and that's related to physical education rather than the outdoor ed section. And so you can think about the tactics and talk about the tactics of trying to keep themselves in a line, to organise themselves, come up with the idea, put it into action, all of those lovely things as well. But you've also got that social skills aspect to it too. And that would be leadership, time management, collaboration, communication, trust, support, all of those great things that we can start to draw out for a simple review process. And that leads me on to my final point. And you're probably all sick of me talking about it. But without a review at the end, all we're doing is playing a fun game and uh, or a fun challenge with our students. Your students probably don't recognise that they have demonstrated and taken the time to develop these amazing social skills throughout their experience. And with a simple review, we can draw that learning to the forefront of their mind. They can make a mental imprint of it and they know that they can develop and use those skills when, they, when they're encountering future challenges, whether it be in school, out of school, uh, in their personal lives or in their professional lives when they're completely finished with their schooling pathway. So a couple of different review ideas. If you have provided this in conjunction with the plan, do, review and implement learning cycle, then brilliant. We can talk about the processes that they've gone through. If you haven't, that's fine. We can still do something similar to it. And we're going to go through a guided review. So a bit of a group discussion. You can either leave them into their small teams of 10 or so students so that they're just discussing amongst themselves. Or you can bring everyone together and have one giant, giant group discussion. You as the outdoor facilitator are going to be the person asking the questions. And you want to make sure that you're asking the questions which are open-ended. So they're going to spur on and ask for answers which aren't just yes or no. And they want to be leading questions. So you're trying to walk them down a pathway that they discover the answers for themselves rather than you telling them the answers. So depending on what your learning outcome was, depends on what questions you want to ask. Um, in the hub on our website, if you go to www theoutdooredschool.co.uk, the hub, which is an online membership platform, but it's completely free for teachers like yourselves. You'll find a few different ways where we've discussed how you can embed learning, review that learning and draw out the learning point. And group discussions is one of those. So it shows you how to facilitate a group discussion, how to word your questions, uh, how to ask expanding and follow-up questions that you can really get to the point, that learning point that you want to, and draw out the learning for everybody to discover it for themselves, so it's impactful and it's meaningful rather than you just talking at them, them still laughing and joking around with their friends because they've had a fun time on the challenge. Hopefully you found this resource helpful and you're going to be able to use this for your students or with your students when they return back from their October half-term break.
If you have any questions, you're looking for some adaptations, maybe you would like me to point you in the right direction for a review model that would pair nicely with this challenge and will suit the age range of your students, then all you've got to do is get in touch. And the best way to do that is again, if you go to our website, there's an email us button and a call us button. It comes directly to myself or a member of my team and we'll be able to point you in the right direction or answer you directly back. Have a lovely half-time break and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.